This is Jim Pruitt, and you listen to another episode of the Farm So Hard podcast. So I farm so hard, the employees want to find me, and then want to hire me. What's 100K to a guy like me? Could you please remind me? Farm so hard, this ain't easy. Working late nights, you best believe me. My grades can only go ace. Never want to see another B unless I'm Jay-Z. Farm so hard, let's get paid. What's good, fam? It's your host, Jim Pruitt, a.k.a. Farm D and ED, and I'm bringing you another episode of the Farm So Hard podcast. Today is our Pharmacy Friday Pearl, so we're going to get down and dirty and talk about PPIs for the management of non-variceal GI bleeds. So we know that non-variceal GI bleeds is a common reason for ED presentations and can be a cause of morbidity, mortality, and significant medical costs. Some of the primary agents that we're going to use for the management of upper GI bleed is going to be our PPIs, our proton pump inhibitors. And the most common agents that we're going to use is pentoprazole, esomeprazole, and omeprazole. With esomeprazole and pentoprazole within the U.S. having IV formulations. So one key thing to point out here is that there's two dosing regimens when looking at pentoprazole and esomeprazole. The 80 milligram bolus followed by the 8 milligram per hour continuous infusion or the 80 milligram IV bolus, then intermittent therapy with 40 milligrams Q12. All right, guys, let's transition into looking at the data very quickly. And I'm only going to go over a few studies, but let's go ahead and start in 2010 with this meta-analysis that was done by Shikhari and colleagues that looked at PPIs compared to control. So that could have been placebo, that could have been a no treatment, that could have been uh, using H2 blockers. And what they found within that meta-analysis with over 2,000 patients is that PPIs before endoscopy did not decrease mortality, rebleeding, or the need for surgery. However, it did show a decreased number of patients with stigmata of recent bleeding at endoscopy, and PPIs compared to control had significantly reduced endoscopic intervention. All right, guys, so the next study I'm going to look at is done by Chen and colleagues that was done in 2012, and they looked at pantoprazole 80 milligram bolus and then that infusion of 8 milligrams per hour compared to just the intermittent bolus dosing with the 40 milligrams uh, once daily for 72 hours. And what they found was, again, no statistical difference in units of blood transfused, length of hospital stay, surgical or radiological interventions, and mortality within 30 days. So they concluded that high-dose PPI therapy was not superior and reduction of recurrent bleeding at 30 days compared to standard dose therapy. It was another systematic review that was done by Sanchar and colleagues in 2014, and this looked at 13 randomized controlled trials, and they wanted to solve the question. They wanted to figure out was that Chen and colleagues study a fluke. So they looked at the intermittent boluses of PPIs and compared it to continuous infusions. And what they found was that intermittent PPI boluses were comparable and not inferior to continuous PPI infusion regimens in patients with bleeding ulcers and high-risk endoscopic findings. There was no difference, again, no difference in recurrent bleeding, mortality, or urgent intervention when looking at the intermittent bolusing compared to continuous PPIs. There's been studies that looked at the use of PPI infusions and compared it to intermittent bolusing and found that the pH was the same. So from a mechanism standpoint, if we truly know that getting your pH around 6 is going to promote wound healing and clot stabilization, then it makes sense that if you achieve the same pH, it doesn't really matter how you get there. 
So just to summarize everything, PPIs are going to be used for the management of non-various COGI bleeds, and the dosing regimen can be anywhere from 40 to 80 milligrams as a bolus and then continuing as a continuous infusion at 8 milligrams per hour or using that 40 milligrams twice daily regimen. And that's going to be for pantoprazole and esomeprazole. The data is controversial when looking at treatment with PPIs prior to endoscopy. And when it comes to your PPI infusion compared to your PPI intermittent boluses, there may not be a major difference between the two. So thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Farm So Hard podcast. Go and check out this Pharmacy Friday Pearl. It's going to be more information embedded into the handout and in the modules that we have at PharmacyFriday.com. So go over and check them out there. If there's any issues, we're going to have it in our show notes at Farm So Hard as well. So you can find it there. Please click and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our YouTube channel. That really helps us out a good bit. And of course, you don't have to work in the ED. You don't even have to be a pharmacist, but everything you do, make sure you farm so hard. Yeah, 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 yeah.